0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. Kate, I've missed you. i missed
0: you too. I don't think I've seen you in like a month. I know. Is that right? Probably, yeah. And by
1: the way, I wish everyone could see what I see, but you have this gorgeous, rich, fiery red. You look very Lucille
0: Ball right now. Do I? Oh, good. I was so scared to make the choice, and I'm so glad I did, but I'm getting used to it. Well, what what was the impetus? I just wanted a little bit of a change. I felt like I had been rocking the color that I have been for most of my life, and I wanted to up the ante, I guess. And have be you never had— more...
1: Sorry, I'm cutting. I'm
0: already interrupting
1: th- you. No, no. You've
0: never had red hair like this? No. Why did I think you did? Um— I guess because my color is pretty red, like naturally. Uh, I did one time, but this was before I knew you, I did like a gloss over it that made it a bit more vibrant. But it's exciting. It's new. It's different. I've been a little insecure about it. Not gonna lie. Did you get that when you get your hair cut? Are you like, it looks good, right? You're like, yeah, this is it. This is it, right? (laughs) Sarah's like, I cannot tell you, you look hot anymore. Like I've, I've already laid it in.
1: I think probably all of us do that a little bit, especially if it's like a considerable change. That's how I was when I got bangs. Yes. Um, so I think that is normal, but you look great. Your eyes look super like blue, like super poppy blue. Yes. So none of this, I was wondering if this had anything to do with like, career moves or like an agent saying, you know, change it up. We might get book more commercials or something.
0: Nobody said that, but it was part of why I wanted to. I do feel like you got to stand out a little bit more. Mm. It used to be like you were trying to be a chameleon and like look like you could be this kind of person or this kind of person, like the girl next door or the bitch or the younger sister or that maybe you're, you're an expecting mom. Like you want to have a look that can go with all of those. But now it's like, no, you better have a strong point of view and look really specific and bring your personality
1: out, which is kind of fun. You're so so right. I think it's the same in the hosting world. I really do. I think it's like, unless you are this larger than life character now, unless you have something to say, like your point, you have to come with a point of view. Like in the old days, it used to be are you good or are you not good? Like do you have the skills? Are yeah. you a good host? Can you interview? Can you pa pa pa? But now it's like it's hard out there. I understand that. I I appreciate that. It's like you you want to be seen. <laughs> you <Yes>. Just want <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody
0: seen. to see me and like me
1: and i like, maybe a little bit oh. <laughs> Okay, well speaking of being seen, I have just a couple little things here just to get off my chest at the beginning. I don't know which to start with. This is not off my chest, but I this is like my fourth cup of coffee. So you can probably tell I'm already like, I'm not really eating today. I'm like doing all this caffeine. I don't really know why, um, but <laughs> things in my life, I think there might be a little theme of, it's, it has a little frenetic vibe right now. I've just been very busy and school's back in session with the kids and like work is really picking up, which is wonderful. But I'm like, pop, pop every minute is like, da, 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 you know, anyway, so I am. Um, admittedly a little late, getting here to Dear Media Studios. And I told Kate I was going to be 10 minutes late. And it was really just because I wanted to get Starbucks. (laughs) And and so I'm driving in our little village where I live, and I'm driving down the road. And I'm like, wait, do I know that girl? I know. know. That's Sarah. Sarah being Kate's girlfriend. And so I was like, oh. And then upon closer inspection, because I'm getting, I'm driving literally right past her. I'm like, oh my God, she's talking to Kate. She's talking. I'm looking at the back of a girl with red hair. And I'm like, does Kate not know we're recording today? Did she forget? And I'm literally thinking it's you. And until I literally roll up and roll down my window, I was like, oh my God, I thought that was Kate. It's not Kate. So who was it? It's her sister. His sister with red hair. <laughs> I was hoping she didn't would she text you and tell you that we saw
0: each other. I was literally calling her as she was you were talking to her. I was calling her going, Wait, where's my one of my loveless things? Did we leave it in the cars? And then So that's how she told me. She was okay. like, Look, I
1: literally just talked to, but that's so nice. It's so nice. That's so nice. Okay. <laughs> um and the second thing is, this is what I want to get off my chest. Uh oh, here it goes. <sighs> it probably speaks to my the rush of my day also. We record, as do many hosts here at Dear Media headquarters, in Deer Media, which is a high-rise building in the middle of Los Angeles on the 10th floor in this beautiful Pacific Design Center. And so when we get here, we pull into the parking garage. Do you know that this is the, I want to say at least third time that when I pull up to the little ticket dispenser, I hit get my ticket, then the bar goes up to drive through. And I literally almost, I don't crash my car, <laughs> but my wheel goes into the side curb. No. And and my rims get destroyed. And this is going to be a surprise for people who think they know me. I actually, I'm, because of a, Prior boyfriend, I really got into cars and I really got into rims. Mm -hmm. And my rims are cool, (laughs) okay? And they're not cheap. And they were a gift. I didn't even pay for them. But they are expensive. And if you scratch them- You gotta get a whole new one. Well, I found a guy. I found a guy, because I've done it so Uh, fucking many times, (laughs) that I found a guy who comes to my house and paints them. So it's not like fixing them, but it makes them look less destroyed. And I promised myself, the last time I did that here, because I already got them all fixed again, that I would never get in that stupid lane—the far one. right lane—that's so narrow. <laughs> Can I file a complaint, Marshall? Hello, no. I hello, mean, hello. I'm gonna send my bill to Dear Media. <laughs> it's not cheap. It's about—it's a hundred dollars per rim to fix it to paint it. But like, who wants to spend on like that? Yeah. C- idiot. Right here, me, <laughs> idiot what do they call that? (sighs) Operator error. I'm so mad at myself. So, okay. So now I need a namaste. Okay. So we're in. (sighs) Exhale, center your energy. The rims will be okay. Okay. What else do we need to catch up on? Because I know, I know of a couple really like issue related things I want to get to today, but, but how are you? Oh, forgot that. How (laughs) are you today?
0: Being transparent, I'm very depleted, which we we will dive into, but you know, sometimes I think your energy just runs out. I, it, it's kind of how I'm feeling. I mean, I really put on a full face of makeup today because I've really been on the brink of tears, like, all weekend. And sometimes I feel like when you put on mascara, you're like, okay, I can't. I gotta keep it together because uh, the mascara will run and then I can't get away from it. But everything is just really heavy right now. Mm. The world's really heavy. My family life is really heavy my relationship with myself is really heavy. There's just a lot of weight and it's fucking exhausting. So I'm a little exhausted, Mm. but such is life. (laughs) Isn't that like a saying? Like, it can't rain forever. It's going to be fine. We're going to go through it. It's going to— I'm going to come out stronger than I was before. But, uh— I feel like I'm kind of in the middle of the emotional workout and I am just really exhausted. Like I want a water break. I want a water break where I can just
1: breathe. So that's where I'm at being honest. Well, that's what we do here. We're honest. Yes. And open and vulnerable. So thank you for saying that. Doesn't that feel better than being like, I'm going to fake fake my way through this next hour? Yeah, I can't do it. Yeah, can't. so that's liberating. How are you? Well, wait, I want to follow <laughs> up with that because— This word has been coming up a lot because, again, one of the reasons I think we all share, especially about the struggles that we all have on any given day, is how we cope, right? Or how we deal with that. And this word toolkit keeps coming up like, what's in the toolkit? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you have? What is sharp and ready to go? Because we, no matter what we do, we, we can only control so much of what is going on in our world. So what, when these times present themselves, and we've talked a little bit about this, you know, feel your feelings. That's mm-hmm. okay. You know, sit with it, this heaviness and depletion and everything. But do you have a toolkit and what's in it?
0: I had a toolkit. I think I'm still foraging new tools. Here's what I think I'm dealing with basically I set up new boundaries and those boundaries got called selfish. And that was something that I didn't like buy a tool for. Like how do you come into confidence with being healthy and having a healthy relationship when that healthy relationship is criticized or called selfish or called dramatic or self-serving? And also, is it bad to be selfish if you're trying not to be hurt? Like, where is the line between you're selfish so you don't care about anybody else and you're selfish so you care
1: about yourself? Like, there's a lot. Well, it sounds like maybe there's a part of you that is still struggling with the confidence in your boundary, Mm -hmm. meaning— If you are letting this bother you, then that means there's a part of you that thinks, am I being selfish? Do I have this doubt? Because what you're describing is what, because you and I have done plenty of therapy and read the books and we do all the things. And we always hear that when you do start to draw that line in the sand and learn your boundaries and express those boundaries to people in your lives, people will fall off. People will fall away because they won't all understand and they won't all get it. And they might not like it and they might- You know, you lose people when you choose yourself and your own peace and your own happiness. I know that is not easy, especially when it's people you love deeply and Mm -hmm. are an integral part of your life, which I'm guessing might be the case for you or you wouldn't be so upset about it. Right. Yes. That's accurate. So what you do with that, I'm not sure other yeah. than…
0: Like what's that tool look like? What mm-hmm. does that look like? What's the tool for gaining confidence? I, can, I know the tools to gain confidence in my career. I know the tools to gain confidence in my romantic relationships. But family dynamic and boundaries and gaining confidence in something that was not taught and so foreign to me, which is not being codependent or, or knowing that your time is valuable or that your feelings matter… I don't know what that tool looks like. I have no idea. So, and I don't even know where to buy it. Like Ace Hardware, (laughs) Coons. like where do you go and get that? What podcast? What book? What, what, what? And also just being really honest, it's fucking exhausting finding the tools and trying to do all this work when maybe other people aren't trying to find the tools or help you navigate it. It's a very like exhausting task. So it's left me feeling exhausted.
1: Because then you can get bitter. It's like, I'm yes, out here then, doing the work. I'm how many ever days still sober, I presume. Yes. You're like this new and improved version of yourself. Yes. And like, there's the high of that for mm-hmm. a while because it's the new season. Yeah. But then, with like anything, there comes the fallout. I think the
0: bitterness got to me and that, and it led me to be kind of short tempered or have a bitchy undertone in a lot of the things I said. And maybe that's what's making me feel like, okay, well, that part is true about what was said about me, that I was being bitchy or short-tempered. So if that part's true and I can acknowledge that, then I'm assuming that when you call me selfish or self-centered, that that must also be true. And taking it apart and going like, well, that's the different part of the sandwich. Like the turkey is not the bread, is not the cheese, is not the mayo. Mm. I know it's so wordy, but and it's are really you, messy right now for me, but it's a messy sandwich. <laughs> it's a messy
1: sandwich. It's a big sub. <laughs> That's 12-inch, man. <laughs> That's a yeah. <laughs> um, are you able to have even that conversation that I am hurt being accused of being selfish or being accused of, you know, being self-absorbed and all that? Are you are you able to say, you know that that hurts me and like at least have a conversation about that? Or are you kind of just… Um, Maybe. Yeah.
0: And here's the other thing. It, it's coming from a person who really doesn't know me. Mm. Like, yes, family, but you don't really know me. We don't talk all the time. So then I think, I don't really know you either. So I don't really know if that would be productive or if you would react well to that. Because I don't really know you, just like you don't really know me. So all of this is pretty much invalid because we don't really know each
1: other. So You know what I think? I don't know, but I'm guessing because I'm, you know, you and I are in similar kind of phases of really doing the work on ourselves and everything. There is a woman by the name of Debbie Brown. Have you heard of her? Mm-hmm. She is, you know, really into self-healing and really, you know, she's the chief impact officer at— Chopra Global, you know, and all of what he does on wow. the human spirit and all these things. So she, you can meditate with her. She's, she has her own podcast and whatnot. And she was a guest on one of my other shows, A Drink With, recently. And she said something to the effect that I think really applies to what you're saying, where she was saying, like, she has such an aura and such a glow. And she is so incredibly self-assured in her position of how she relates to the rest of the world and others' experiences. And she was kind of talking about boundaries and how, like, to hear her speak about it, it's like, damn, really? It's that, like, that? Because she at least sounds and operates as if, like, this is it. This is that line. And when people, like, she has become a master of just literally repelling anyone or anything that tries to invade this this invisible force field she's got that she's wrapped up in because there's too much to risk by Mm -hmm. letting people penetrate that. I'm guessing that is a muscle that takes a lot of working out and a lot of practice and a lot of experience. You know, you don't just wake up doing that. So I would just say to you, give yourself a little compassion and time And I just love that you're already just saying, this doesn't feel nice. This doesn't feel nice.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
1: Because there, even in this, is a gift, right? That's what we always talk about the worst heartache, the worst grief, the biggest losses, the letdowns we all experience for different reasons. It's in reflection that you go, oh, that's why that was happening. So there's some lesson in here for you. Yeah. And, you know, maybe a year from now, you're going to go, Well, had to go through that to learn how to tidy that up, to learn how to mm -mm that and and put this person in their place and and also just learn more about yourself. Yes, I agree. And you are coming up on a birthday soon. I am. Yes. Virgo, Virgo. Sister.
0: I'm it's September 8th. I will be turning 27. Woo. Joining the 27. Well, I feel like people say the 27 club because so many famous people Died. passed away at 27. <laughs> so maybe I shouldn't say that I'm joining that club. No, let's not. And please. also hoping that's not forecasting anything. Oh, my but, God. If um, we're talking about how low yikes. you are. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no, no. Can, can you No, no, I'm good. I'm. Mm, super, take, that yep.
1: take that back. Take that back. Take that back. No, no, no when you say you're 27, it just, I'm already like, we are exactly, exactly I like know. down to two weeks different, 20 years different in age. I know. That's crazy to me.
0: That's crazy. And you got a puppy <laughs> yes, for I your I have birthday. A puppy.
1: <laughs> and we were talking on camera before we started here, because I did talk a little bit about Moon on my last show, but, um, You want a puppy? You were like, I'm so jealous. Are you jealous? I am.
0: I really want a dog. I've never had a dog in my life. And it's (sighs) never been the quote unquote right time. And let me just say, I have made the boundary with myself (sighs) that it will never be the right time. So I just got to do it. But let me ask you, how many times have you? I'm getting sorry, I'm up? smiling
1: so big that dead space is me just like I'm so <laughs> in love that I just am speechless.
0: I'd see that's what I want. I'm that's so what I want. Like, look, I'm I'm in love with Sarah, but a puppy. It was, uh, Sarah doesn't wag her tail every single time I walk in the door. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for that kind of uh that kind of love that I've never had. As a child, I didn't have like a pet or anything, and
1: uh, I, I know. <sighs> Don't like, you think? Uh, okay, well, hold on. Wait a minute. I mean, here's the thing number one, you have a brand new place for people who are not up to date. You're in the honeymoon, but long distance, going the distance relationship with Sarah. So something tells me you guys could have a dog. What is her position on pets? No, she totally wants one. We're going to get one. Oh my gosh. We maybe do. it's a birthday. Maybe it's a birthday Stop. pet. I, I can't. Do you know my know. guy has more? <gasps> yes. Okay. I'm I, the man texts me every day with a new picture of some other dog from his litter because because I don't know, he thinks I know people or something, but I but you I do. kind me. Of, I'm I've, the people I've you kind know. I stopped responding to him because <laughs> I'm like I get it. I have my dog. <laughs> yeah. So, let me tell you about this dog because we might need to call we might need to call him today because <gasps> I was telling Katie, you guys, okay. And then I'm I'm not going to talk about this dog forever, but let me just let me just express a little bit about how perfect this angel baby is. Okay. okay. Because I I am, I'm almost a little embarrassed of how much I love animals. It's like a problem, <laughs> but we have three dogs and Katie knows them well, but Scarlet, and here's the symbolism. Scarlet, our 13 year old German shepherd was rescued from the streets at about five years old. And she was really damaged. I mean, she She was fragile and she barely barked and she was so sensitive and she'd never been walked and she was so thin and she had never known love and she'd never known a family for sure. She was also rescued by my ex-husband, Reese, right? So this was Reese's discovery. He found Scarlett, right? Mm So I ended up keeping Scarlett, obviously, and, and I love her dearly, but I didn't find her, right? So that's Scarlett. Then there's Nipsey. And Nipsey, also (laughs) from the streets, literally East LA, literally like on the block where Nipsey Hussle had his shop and was his claim to fame. And so we thought, oh, that's a cute name, Nipsey, you know, named after Nipsey Hussle, the great rapper and artist and poet and all these things. So that's Nipsey. And Nipsey also has, you know, it's been an adjustment, right? Like he was, and this is a dog who, when Nipsey was discovered by my other ex. See where we're going with
0: this? Yes,
1: yes, yes. Nipsey was like eating food out of a McDonald's bag, like near a gutter, like so skinny and completely alone. And, you know, so Nipsey was very tender when I first got him. And then his sense, if he has any issues, it's that he's he's so protective over me that he has real territorial issues and can be a little aggressive. He's gotten much better. Until— uh oh! until I brought Moon home. But here's the thing with Moon. So I've never had a puppy from birth is my point. Got so, it. you know, I'm usually taking in all these damaged animals because, yeah. you know, trauma bond, you know, I tracked what I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Moon, on the other hand, eight weeks old, I really don't know the history of Moon because the man that I got Moon from spoke only Korean, and we had a language barrier. And so all I knew was that Moon was eight weeks old. And all I knew was that Moon was in a litter with four other dogs, which I saw. And also that Moon's mother was a lab, is a lab, and Moon's father was a Jindo, J-I-N-D-O, this Korean dog. So so Moon isn't just like a complete mutt, you know? Mm-hmm. She has right. two distinct breeds. And I've never I've never experienced this. And I don't know if it's the dog or the breed or just this little spirit, but she is so perfect. I mean, she was potty trained when we brought her home. No. She has not had a single accident in our house. Knock on wood. I know. I mean, that's unheard of for puppies. I did spend a little time with another puppy, Sweet Hazel. I'll go ahead and say her name because I love her so much. Who went with my other exes. <laughs> I mean, the dogs oh, and the exes. No, it's good, but you're getting—
0: This is your first on your own. Okay. This is good.
1: So I did— But Hazel had so many messes in our house, you know? So Moon is like— I'm like, where did you come from? She's— So well-behaved. She gets along with both the other dogs. Nipsey gives her so much attitude and she doesn't even like care. (laughs) She goes outside as she's supposed to. She hasn't barked or been vicious. She sleeps with not only me on one night, Orion the next night, Austin the next night. She's not like worried or stressed or crying. She's just like a stuffed animal, basically. (sighs) It is blowing my mind. And I'm just, but also just to bring this full circle, I'm just like, well, naturally, this is my dog. Yeah. <laughs> She's perfect. No, yeah. no, but I'm like, I'm like, I deserve this. Yes, I deserve this on the birthday with the new calendar year, naming her moon, which the symbolism is divine feminine power. That is what the symbolism of the moon is, and all the changing cycles. The moon is a female energy. Oh my God, that's why I get my period on the full moon. I'm a witch. You do. <gasps> Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Well, you're a good witch. If you're a witch, you're a good one. Yes. So anyway, all of that to say, if you need a dog, any dog from this litter, I would get behind and we can call, his name was Moon. We'll call Moon and we'll see if he has any left. Should I text him right now? Yes. Let me text him right now.
0: (gasps) Oh my gosh. We're going to have a, I'm going to have a dog by the end of this podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I hope. I
1: hope I didn't delete his. Oh, see, look, he keeps sending me these pictures. (gasps) That's one. That's one. He just every day sends me more pictures. Okay, I'm gonna say, do you do you want a boy or a girl? (laughs) Do you? I'm open to it. I just want the right energy. A puppy. Okay, so you could meet them. Yes. Okay. Okay. We'll see what he gets. This. You know, it's an energy thing. It is an energy thing. I think that they're little souls that are put into our lives.
0: I do too. My family was joking about making a Pixar movie this weekend about if there were dogs who like dictate what soul goes into the puppy body to meet their owner. And I just think that's so true. Like think about all the times that your puppy has helped you through a trauma or has taught you something or has been with you through a phase of your life. And it you think back and you reminisce on that. So
1: that's why I want a dog. Did you really not have pets growing up either? No. Because what you just made me think of was you're so right. I mean, my mom was— you know, married and I had some stepdads and we had, you know, the constant in our lives that we always had a pet. And I remember vividly, I mean, I remember being 11 years old in the front yard with Muffy. Of course, we, we all those little people named those dogs those pathetic little names <laughs> like Muffy and Duffy and Fluffy and whatever. We had a Muffy. And I poured my heart out to this dog. Like, I just remember sobbing in Muffy's arms and just like the only person, not a person, the mm-hmm. only soul yes. I had was were these animals sometimes. Yeah. And I do think, you know, when you get all grown up, Kate, you need to get those pets. And then if you have children, you need to give them pets too. I know. I'm I a do. big believer. I'm a believer too. Okay, well, I'm going right here. Okay, so you are deep and you are very introspective, as you approach your 27th year, do you think about it? Do you set goals? Do you reflect on the past year? Where, where's, where are you at with that? I have never had like a specific thing that I do
0: every year, but this will be my first like sober birthday. So that's very interesting to kind of acknowledge. Also, I don't have any anxiety around that. So that's interesting to acknowledge. Like, wow, I never thought I'd get to a place where i really I could not care less uh, that I'm not going to like be drinking champagne on my birthday. So that's interesting to uh, look at. But I'm excited to like be 30. I'm really like over the 20s. (laughs) I'm drained. quote you on this? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm just, so every year is another year lived and another year closer to 30 as far as I'm concerned. And maybe when I turn 30, I'll go, just kidding. Mm. Just kidding. But I doubt it. I'm excited to grow.
1: I get that because, you know, you always hear, God, what I wouldn't give for my 25-year-old ass. I mean, <laughs> there are things I miss about the 20s, but I think most most people can relate to what you're saying. It's, it's There's a lot of ambiguity. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. Who am I? Yeah. What's the trajectory of my life? Hurry up, figure it out. Oh my God, I haven't done enough yet. Like all the things associated with that is a lot. Yeah. And then you start to get in your 30s and you kind of like, oh, well, this is me. Take her or leave it. Right. This is it. Yeah, that confidence. And now I can grow a little bit more and just like dig in. Yeah. Just dig in a little bit more in your 30s because you're yeah. not just so trying to figure it all out still. Yes. <sighs> However, as your grandmother, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing something tonight that I was thinking about because I was like, in life, I don't know if you're 27, 37, 47, 57. I mean- The learning never ends. I mean, I don't think. I am a student of life and I probably will be till the day I take my last breath. But this might be good for you too because speaking of the toolkit and all the things that we kind of try to at least have in our arsenal to help us through the more difficult times, um, this, this idea of community I think is really important and that also comes up a lot. It's like so many of us take this stuff on and we either A, are kind of suffering in silence or B, you know, okay, maybe a therapist, that's good. But I do think and the more I seek, the more I hear that, you know, community is huge. And having a, a village of people that you can really unload on or learn from or share with, or literally just to talk out loud around, I think that is really, really can be valuable, especially with people with, you know, not maybe the most functional families. You know, Mm -hmm. some people just do that in their family unit. And I don't do that. I don't think you do that either. Mm
0: -mm. Oh, man. Community is so important. I feel like sometimes you just need to hear you're not crazy or that other people have experienced the same kind of things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not okay. Just because it happened doesn't make it right or valid in terms of like how you should allow people to treat you mm-hmm. or themselves. Like, wow, I'm excited for you.
1: Thanks, me too. And yeah, I think so many of us are just going through life thinking, you know, we're just still so in our minds and in our heads thinking it's our own challenge and we are very alone in these things and we're just, we're just not, you know, I probably, even though I'm on the other side of it, these things we work on, you know, sometimes the rest of our lives. Right. So I was like, you know, I could still be doing some work because I I know one thing, I don't want to go back to where I was. Right. So whatever right. that means and where I got to show up and whatever I got to do, I'm going to just kind of continue to do that. So, wow. Yeah, we'll see. That's amazing. We'll see. God, oh, man, every time we're like, it sure is a beautiful day. Let's go light. And we always come in here and somehow we go deep. I think oh it, we got to come up with a, there's got to, it's yeah. this um, duality of I like know. the realness of the heaviness of life, but also having a little fun, which I think I'm doing here with my vanilla latte. Okay. I think you are. I think you are. Let's talk about though, because this is important and you and I were discussing this before today, that beyond our little worlds and our little lives and our little problems are vastly devastating global atrocities. I mean, man, we can't catch a break humankind, I guess. I don't know the planet, what's been going on in Afghanistan and what is going on still with this pandemic. And every day it's more bad news about these ICUs overflowing in certain states and people still continuing to die. And then the fires in California. I mean, there's just a lot. The hurricane. I mean, on my way here today, I was glued to the news because it's like the aftermath of the South right now. People are just literally like, no one's come for us. Right. No one's come for us. The power's off. And although FEMA is is down there trying to do some work, there's such a large portion of the population and area that is so devastated that FEMA can't even get to people. So they just are literally on an island by themselves with no raft in sight. So you and I are both Virgos. We're both very empathetic. We feel these things. What do you do with that? I mean, is that, do you think that's part of why you're feeling heavy? Probably. I would say that it, I would have to be very
0: disconnected to say that it had no connection to my uh, emotions. I just feel overwhelmed and I think I don't know what to do. Like I, I get overwhelmed by the thought of what do I learn about first? Like what do I sit down and get knowledge of first? Like, abortion just got made illegal in Texas. Texas, right? Yeah. See like even just being like wait, is it in Texas or is it not? How do you Yeah. I just don't have any answers for this except for bit by bit just trying to be knowledgeable and I don't know. It's mm. it's like the messiest thing I think I could even talk about cuz I'm so not knowledgeable about everything. All I all I know is that it seems like the world is ending.
1: Yeah. It really does. It's coming everywhere. It's very bleak. It's very bleak. And it makes me sad because even at my age and your age, let's take it a decade younger, my son Orion, like Mm. and and what these kids are seeing on their on their feeds every day, like there's almost a desensitization to it. Because like, you know, and I know another shooting was happening today when we were getting here. Like and, and these poor kids, like, it's just like one thing after the other, after the other. And and by the way, not all of it's even true because of what they see and how information is disseminated now. Mm-hmm. So he's like, yeah, the Taliban, this mom, and da-da-da-da. I'm like, I don't know if that's true. You know, I'm trying to, like, help them really grasp what is actually happening. But then you add the layer of this sensationalism over right. all of it. You right. know, it's just— Horrible. Yeah. And I don't have the answer either. I mean, I even polled our audience last night and I was like, all right, Kate and I are going to talk about this. We know what do you guys do in these moments or how do you not? I know a lot of people, especially when the pandemic started, were like they had to just turn the news off because it really, from a mental health standpoint, it can be very dangerous to keep that valve open of all that negativity coming and coming and coming and coming and coming at us. But I think some of the things, thank you, everybody who who kind of uh, interacted in, in my Instagram poll. A lot of people were just speaking to what they do personally to stay healthy and stay in the right headspace. And a lot of that and their suggestions were things we kind of know and do, right? Exercise, mm-hmm. meditate. A lot of it is just like protecting your space, you know, so you don't just get attacked by all this 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 doom this gloom and doom all of the time. Two things stand out to me though that I, you know, I don't have the answers either, but two things I think are good. Number 1, and we hear this all the time. When you're at your worst, the almost instant way to feel better is to do for others. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that doesn't have to be, you know, signing up for the Red Cross and going across the world and right. serving for 3 months. Um but I think I know like the best way to feel better is when you're like, okay, okay, get out of my head. And it's like, even if it's like making cookies and delivering them to an elderly woman down the street right. or, you know, whatever those little things are, that seems to help just like even, cause I, I remember feeling this way when the first time I went to Africa was in 2014 with my mom and her charity, Women Like Us. And I remember coming back from that trip because we did a lot of volunteerism. We did a lot of charity work. But I came back kind of how you're feeling now, like exasperated and, and defeated. Mm-hmm. Because even though we were there doing good work, I was like, this is so fucked. I mean, these kids, I like saw kids two, three, and four years old on the ground in the dirt, sleeping, literally, you know, sleeping on the ground. And if you could see the, the conditions in which they lived, two of them had HIV, their mom was selling her body to make ends meet because there was no other way. The dad had died of AIDS. I mean, it it was so depressing. And I remember coming back going, Oh, it's just fuck. There's nothing we we can't do it. Is, is, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing. And I remember thinking, because you want to fix it all. Right. And that's impossible. And I remember then people saying, you know, every act, every act that you can do in any given day to help others or to serve others or to make someone else's life a little bit better off. That's the magic because, yeah. because we're not all scientists or doctors right. or we can't all leave our families and go out where in the world or we can't, like you and I can't get on a plane today and, and go away to Louisiana, you know, yeah. for a month. Um, so what do those little things look like? So I think that's a good reminder, like, like we do with everything else, you know, with our I know you know you have new systems in place and new discipline and I have my journaling and things I try to just do daily. Maybe we add, what's the one thing I'm gonna do for somebody else today? Yeah. It's that simple, just little. Just, and what does that look like? And then my number two point, and I actually see this is what I mean by kismet. You and I were talking about this topic yesterday, just via text. And then I put my phone down and I was having my little daily reading and let me get my book. Oh, straight from the book. I'm not kidding. You and I were having this conversation. And then I pull open this book, which I always turn to because I can never get enough of it. And I forget it sometimes. And then I go back to it. But it is the same book I talk about all the time. Pima Chodron, When Things Fall Apart. But I literally opened it to this page. And it was all about bad news and discomfort in the world and the aggression in the world and wars in the world and how we can approach that. I'm going to have a reading. This is my first reading on It Sure is a Beautiful Day. Do we need music? (laughs)
0: Snap, snap, (laughs) snap, snap.
1: (laughs) Okay. It's just weird that this page popped open. It says, every day we could think about the aggression in the world in New York, Los Angeles, Halifax, Taiwan, Beirut, Kuwait, Somalia, Iraq, everywhere, all over the world, everybody always strikes out at the enemy and the pain escalates forever. Every day we could reflect on this and ask ourselves, am I going to add to the aggression in the world? Every day at the moment when things get edgy, we can just ask ourselves, am I going to practice peace or am I going to war? Amazing. Do you get it? Yeah. Like in every situation, we can either add to that. Right. Literally with just our energy and how we come into contact with people, how we interact with people. Yeah. Or we can choose peace. And I think because of our connectivity as human beings, every time we choose something more peaceful or more loving or more kind, we're helping the world.
0: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree.
1: Page 12, When Things Fall Apart. Great book. That's all Amazing. I got for you.
0: Feel good about that. Chew on that a little bit.
1: Should we move to the love list? Um, we shall. Um,
0: um what we always do though first is, uh, we kind of skirt your dating experience.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> da, 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 out of
1: time. Nope. Um, nope. 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 Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. Marshall. Oh my god. We Can we, we need name to it? it? We need to name this this part of the show. Both pre like the love list updates. is love. Mm, Foreplay. Love foreplay. It's the foreplay to the love list. Perfect. Mm, Foreplay. Um, So I was thinking about this. Okay. Okay, Here's what I can report. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't you remind everyone where we left off? Okay.
0: Well, where we left off is that you had gone on a date with yourself. (laughs) Finally. And uh, you were happy with it. And you felt good about it. And… I think that's really it. I really hey, wow. Don't, she's got a wild
1: love life. That one. I, I don't think because people I, on the edge of their seats to hear what happened. I'll wait. <laughs> and also,
0: you had set up a coffee date right mm, for when mm, you came back from mm. British Columbia.
1: Good it, one. Good it, one. Good it, good did memory. I remember that? You did. You did. That was a that was a possible coffee possible date, op- but not a committed coffee date. That has yet to happen. <laughs> so that never happened. Okay. So on these dating apps, you know how generally you can just match, you match with someone because you choose them and they choose you. There's also something on Raya called direct request. And that basically means that I didn't choose this person, but they have so many direct requests that if they really, really like me, they can send me this direct request and I can either ignore it or I can can interact with this person. Okay. So there is this person and he did direct message me. Interestingly enough, He reached out to say, someone, a friend of mine, sent me your podcast about your breakup and your life and the one I just did that had such a response. And he said, I'm just so utterly impressed by you and the work you've done. And sadly, I can relate. And I went through this terrible heartbreak and blah, blah, blah. But I just wanted you to know, like I had a fan in him basically. And I was like, oh, that's so nice or whatever. And so immediately we were on a, like a different level of like vulnerability, I right. think. And we exchanged for a second or two. And the long story short is, I have to be really careful how I talk about this because I also don't want to um, sabotage something that's in flow at the moment. You know what I mean? And like, if you're still in something and I say too much, it's not really fair to him. Right. But like in a month, I might be able to say, oh, that didn't work out and here's what happened. Or in a month, I'll be able to say like, I'm really into this guy and guess what's happened. Do you know what I mean? But like right now, what I can report is that I had two dates with him over the weekend, Friday night, and then it was so nice. We had a date on Saturday night. And that's what I can tell you. Did you do like a food date? What'd you do? (laughs) Did you go bowling? No, we starved one another. (laughs) We are on a fast already. (laughs) Um, Date number one was meant to be just drinks. Okay. That turned into food. And it turned into four and a half hours later. Wow. I love good conversation. I mean, that's just, that's just so huge. So it was great conversation. Great human being. That I can totally share. I'm so embarrassed. I hope he doesn't listen to this. And then day two was a, oh God, I guess I'm not saying his name. He won't care. We went on a a picnic, sunset picnic at um, Griffith Park. And then we went to dinner beyond that. Another kind of long six, seven-hour thing. We're just still getting to know one another.
0: Okay. I love that update. I won't pry anymore (laughs) because I think- Amazing. Happy. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I'm excited are out there. I mean, that's the bigger I mean, thing,
1: you know? It's yes. like Do you know what I realized when I when I got to the damn bar seat having a drink with this guy was I was like this is the second date I've been on all year. What was the first one? I'm trying to remember. But I just know that I mean, the fact that I'm so out of the game and so like I just don't even have any practice anymore. It's so funny no. to me. I'm just like feel like such a Were you an inexperienced dater?
0: Were you out of like the game when you had your other relationships end, or is this the first time where you've taken that space? Oh my God,
1: I've never been out of the game Uh, since I was 14. Wow, I'm not kidding. That was what a lot of my work was. That's what a lot about what I talk about in this in my podcast two episodes ago. I've always had a rebound. I've always had, I've always been entertaining or flirting or filling up my time or, you know, with men my whole life. Like knowingly that it was the wrong thing to do, but doing it anyway, because I didn't want to be with myself. And then I didn't want to face my shit. And then I didn't want to do the work. And then I, so the pattern and the pattern and the more pattern, the same fucking pattern, my whole life. That's why the timing of all of this, the birthday, I mean, and being alone for the last year and a half, and by alone, I mean couple. You know um, what do we call those? Sprinkles of dates. Thank you. Sprinkles of dates and a couple backslides with you know who, which you know about that I'm not proud of, but but contributed to the final yes break. Yes. Um, it's all good, but yeah, that's what I mean. I've never been this single. I tell you that wow. I'm so single, <laughs> um, but I'm good. I'm good. good. I'm well, good. I'm good.
0: I love that you are in a good place.
1: Thank you, my friend. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, loveless lady.
0: Okay, now I saw you post the Korean barbecue flavor of this. Just so everybody knows, these are Kettle Brand potato chips. But this flavor mm. is my favorite. Mm. It is farm stand mm. ranch. What? You're looking at me like you can't try it. I'm looking like, can I open it? Yes, it's for you. Oh my god! These are the best. <sighs> now, Marshall, are you vegan? Okay, they contain milk. Well, I'm lactose intolerant, but
1: I still eat these. <gasps> <laughs> so this is a new flavor. I first of it- all, kettle brand chips are just always in my pantry. Always, 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 always. But Quinn, have you heard <gasps> of this brand? <gasps> yes. So Quinn is known for their crazy, crazy healthy snacks that taste delicious. And my favorite of their products is the almond butter pretzel snack. Yes, exactly, Marshall. They are so addicting. And I had them, but they're all gone because I ate them all. Okay, so I highly, highly recommend the almond butter Pretzel snacks, but they also have this whole series of microwavable popcorn. This one being the maple kettle corn. And then they have the salt and butter and then they have the one other, I can't remember. But no chemicals, no plastic coatings, non-GMO, like no scary stuff, it says. Nothing scary. It looks delicious. So yeah, I'm a big fan of Quinn. There you go. I want all their stuff. I'm gonna uh, get some for my movie night tonight. I mean, you take this, take this and (gasps) pop it later. Pop that later.
0: Yay! Oh, my gosh. I love all the food. Oh, man. I just pulled out a razor. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Okay. My um, second love list is this new Flamingo razor. Have you seen the Flamingo brand? I have not. Okay. They have them at Target right now, but I think they started as some kind of a subscription service. Not totally sure because, again, this is not sponsored, so I don't have a little cute little brand info. But the Flamingo razor is like a removable razor head so it's better for the environment a really good shave really cost effective I've been using it already Mm -hmm. but you can just buy the removable heads and then there's pink orange blue silver I think they even have a black one maybe if they don't
1: that's gorgeous. Twenty
0: percent for the idea flamingo.
1: No, I <laughs> and, love that. It, it's very feminine. It looks beautiful and feel
0: it. It's a little heavy, so you get a really good shave oh, yeah. because it's like
1: a weighted handle. Oh, yeah, nice. It's nice. Oh yeah, and it's got good grip here. Good Lovely grip. Lovely grip here on the rubber handle. Yeah, I love this. Oh my god, you can tell you've been using this. So oh, serious. sorry. <laughs> a little embarrassing there. No, but that's so much nicer. No offense to like the Bic or all those ones that yeah. one the disposables. Yeah, bad for the environment, and then. Um, That's more like, it's more chic. It's very beautiful. So beauty product alert, 111 Skin. Do you know this line? No. They're out of London and I have tried so many of their products over the last year. I do their, their sheet masks. I do their, they have an eye gel. They have a serum. They have a lot of really nice products. I do think... The price point on this is a little, it's its more of a luxury skincare product, but okay. they sent me these recently. Sorry, yes, they sent them to me. And I didn't pay for them, so I feel bad, but they are wonderful. I would not be sharing this and it is not sponsored, but I'm showing Ooh. Katie here. This is called the Radiance Concentrate. And there are these <sighs> little vials of this liquid, seven of them. And you're supposed to use one every single day. So you're on day four. I'm on day four, exactly. And I woke up this morning, this is why I brought in because I was like, Oh, I look good. You know, sometimes you wake up and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> you're coming out of the fog and you're like, I need to wash my face again and I can't even go to the coffee shop or whatever. I woke up, I was like, oh, I, I, I look okay. Like bare faced, like literally making the kids breakfast or whatever. I was like, oh, it's the radiance Serum. So I'm a fan of this and it just says that it's a natural blend of citric, tartaric, and lactic acids. Not sure exactly what all okay. that is. Lactic. But it brightens and illuminates the skin and it dissolves the bonds that bind dead skin to your face. And that's probably why I look like glowy. It's like an exfoliant kind of.
0: And so you just put that on at night before you go to bed? Yep. And then follow with moisturizer. That's it.
1: 111 skin. Oh,
0: we are just simpatico because my (laughs) number three is a skincare thing. Um, Aesop, you Mm. know, the brand Aesop. Yeah. I love them. Um, My cousin had their hand wash in his bathroom and I when I bought it and I love it and I'm a fan of Aesop for life. But this is their uh, gentle facial cleansing milk. So I learned something interesting at Aesop. Your skin should not feel tight after you wash it. Did you know that? I thought it was a good thing.
1: Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> did you know that? I've heard only because I spent many years at the makeup counter selling mm. beauty products long before my TV career. I did hear that. If your face is too tight, you've dried it out. It's yeah. like alcohol or something. It feels really clean, but it's not necessarily good for your skin. Yes. No. Okay. Well, didn't know that. Now I do. <laughs> and
0: uh, also, did you know that most uh, <laughs> <laughs> facial cleansers do not naturally foam? Oh. There is a foaming additive in every single cleanser. So, shampoo. Cleansers don't naturally sud. <gasps> but you didn't know that. Now I you do. Not, I didn't know Now that. everybody knows that. Did so… <laughs> This is a very pure cleansing milk because it doesn't have the foaming agent and that foaming agent tends to be what dries out our skin. Mm. I mean, I'm telling you, you go into any ASOP and they will tell you this. I did not know that.
1: And yes, so you've been using this because you always have perfect looking skin.
0: Thank you so much. I've been using this and they do have a good exfoliator too, but you know, you're, Did did you know that you're only supposed to exfoliate like once or twice a week? Wait, what? You're only supposed to exfoliate, like oh, exfoliate.
1: Ex- I thought you said wash your face. I was like, hold <laughs> whoa, on, whoa, bring in the whoa, sourcing whoa, whoa, on that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I did know two like to three times s- with exfoliating. Yes, you don't want to over like stimulate your skin, and then you get the red little rosacea. Yeah. Yes, yes.
0: Was totally Jesus using spirit. a as my primary. So
1: <sighs> a lot of they stuff taught I didn't you a know. lot.
0: They have a lot to offer at the Aesop counter.
1: Do you know this company, Hers? Yes. Is this? Well, it is not her company, but she is one of the spokespeople for oh, okay. hers. Yes. Good marketing on their part because you knew right away. Uh huh. So hers, I have done, full disclosure, a couple collaborations with them in the past. Those are done and over, and I ain't getting paid for bringing this to the <laughs> table today. So, but the reason, because I genuinely love them, um, they have everything from gummies, vitamins, um, hair care, skin care. It's It's like a full 360 wellness brand. And they even have, through their website, you have access to health professionals. They even have, um, I have not yet tried them, but they have some sexual health and wellness items, I do believe. Maybe in the form like hormones of vibrators, or, perhaps. Oh, oh or got it, got it. Okay. I got a big package from them last Christmas, and it was a lot a of big bo- package. Ru- it huh? was a bunch of rubbers. <laughs> Do people even say rubbers?
0: Anymore? I've never heard anybody ever say rubbers, but condoms. <laughs> oh, got it. Yes. You've never heard rubbers? No, I've heard rubbers. I thought you were talking about vibrators.
1: Anyways, uh. but anyway I got this I got this other like marketing thing for I was like, what am I gonna do with all this and and then there goes my 16 year old out the door and I was like to go to his friend's house and I know this sounds like way CMI, uh-huh. but I thought I shouldn't throw this away I yeah. should have a, a learning moment with my son Did and you get I, the banana out <laughs> <laughs> hell no, we leave that to his father. Okay. Okay, but I can get in on the old uh, safety topic. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I was like, oh wait, you're going over to so-and-so's house and there's going to be how many 16-year-old boys there? And I said, you know, I'm not encouraging sex, but I am encouraging safety. And so if you think it's cool to take some of these and like pass them them out because they're free, take them. And he took them. Hey, he took them. So what's that tell you?
0: (laughs) Anyway, back to- Um. (laughs) It's a 20-year difference. Never had a kid. Don't get it. What's a rubber? Did you get out the banana? And you're like, I said, give it to your friends. Hey, if you think it's cool and I'm not saying have sex, I'm just saying be safe. Give it to your friends. He walks in with a big bag of a promo kit (laughs) throwing condoms everywhere.
1: He's like, my mom gave me lube. It's awesome, you guys. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, coolest mom ever. (laughs) I'm surprised I didn't get calls from other mothers over that one. Anyway, I was proud. I, I I thought that was a healthy thing to do. Hey, I think it's very cool of you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) From the condoms you can get at hers to the hair regrowth treatment. That's what I'm here to talk about today. So there's this, this is a chemical and I am not a scientist. So this is a full disclosure and disclaimer. Speak with your doctor and do your own research. But There's something called minoxidil that is in this. Minoxidil is a chemical that helps with hair growth, and I'm bringing this to the table because I've been using this, and uh, I know not one of your issues at almost 27, but you get into your 40s and you get older, and you just start, "Why is my hair thinning?" Or I've had so many extensions over the years, and I've over processed my hair, so this is certainly and genetically, I have an issue with thinning hair, and this is the foam that they have on the market, and then they also have a just a liquid that you can dispense from a dropper. And oh. and previously I'd used the dropper like at night before I go to bed just to run my hairline. Um, but now they have this new foam too. So you can do one or the other, but it reactivates hair follicles to stimulate regrowth. So definitely pay attention to the um, directions, but I have spoken with some followers and they're like, does that really work? And I'm like, yeah. It really does. I, I feel like I notice a difference. So definitely do your due diligence and find out. Okay. Um, and you'll find out, I guess, quick enough if you go to the HERS website. Wow. That's it. Cool. Ah! Ah! Now, last, before we go, because I got Pilates. Did Moon text us back about the puppy? Yes or no? And before I look at it, if he has a puppy, are you committed to at least meeting the puppy? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's look. He didn't respond. <laughs>
0: okay. Amazing. <laughs> nothing. Oh I, ain't nothing. Oh I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nothing. Okay.
1: Well, that's what we call a cliffhanger, ladies and gentlemen. That is a cliffhanger. What? Will Kate and Sarah adopt a puppy, a fur baby to and add to their family? Kettle brand chips, sponsor us. Please, please sponsor us. Well, you know I'm going to send them this episode. <laughs> <sighs> Do you feel better?
0: I do. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to that. What could be perceived as a downer
1: moment. But you know what? It's very real here. And you know what? It sure is a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day, even when it can be a darker day. That doesn't mean it's not beautiful, because it's beautiful that we have each other. Mm. And last but not least, we are leaving. I just want to say, because I should have said this to you already— The merch, the merch, the merchandise. And Kate's been drinking from her It Sure is a Beautiful Day mug this whole conversation. Number one, you guys, so many of you have bought your merch, and I just love you tagging me in it, tagging us in it so we can continue to share on social. Um, But the merch is still there, and it's ready for you when you're ready to pull the trigger. Um, But also, I have merch for you. But as fate would have it, you're getting a goodie box from me, mm-hmm. but it's coming from Austin, Texas. And okay. so it's just a little delayed. So I, it would have been easier for me to just hand it to you, but it's now currently in Texas and okay. uh, it's going to show up at your door. I'm so excited to wrap up in that hoodie okay. Okay. and lay out on Well, we don't too. have a hoodie,
0: but... Um, not the hoodie, <laughs> sorry. The sweatshirt. Uh-uh. <clears throat> No, I know. I'm so excited to lay out in the sweatshirt.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Lay out in the sweatshirt, exactly. Um, Okay, we're going to let y'all go. Have a beautiful rest of your week. We'll do this again next Tuesday. It sure is a beautiful day. Good night. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is A Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you, so leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the -the behind-the-scenes action and more info. That's at IamKatSadler on Instagram and at ABD with Kat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old.